Sunday night football just concluded. The Cowboys win 33-13. Just a great performance from them. Full disclaimer, I am a Cowboys fan, so I'm incredibly happy right now. Their first win against a team above 500. You know, if you don't count the 1-0 Jets at the beginning of the season, some don't. I do, a little bit, all right. Let's get into the initial reactions. Uh, Eagles offense, pretty much non-existent. Three turnovers from three fumbles. If you remember from the first time they played earlier in the year, Eagles, they had three fumbles, but they recovered all three. And you know, that's that's just how the ball bounces sometimes. No. First game, ball bounced right back to Jalen Hurts a couple times. Went out of bounds. Oh, you know, they got the breaks, and that's what happens to good teams. Good teams always seem to get the breaks, whether it's with fumbles, with ticky-tack penalties. You know, just the ball bounces your way more times than not when you're a good team. You have luck. Tonight, the Cowboys, who have been just on a tear, you know, they, the ball bounced their way multiple times. A lot of flags on both teams. Cowboys, second most penalized team in the NFL. I'm sure some people are going to point to the refs for this game, which, yeah, you know, there's a couple, there's two times where the Cowboys had their touchdown pass by Dak Prescott where there was a flag, but the refs ended up picking it up. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you look at them and go, ah, oh, I could go really either way. It's better if they didn't even throw the flag because that creates a little bit of controversy when you look at it, like, oh, I picked up the flag. And then there's clearly holding, but how bad is it? Ah, who knows? End of the day, though, Cowboys get the win. Offense moved the ball very well. Dak Prescott, over 60% completion rate, two touchdowns. Really good on third down once again. That's what he's been great with this year. Interesting thing is uh, Tony Pollard and Rico Doddle. Tony Pollard had 16 carries. Doddle had 12, so nearly split them. So that's, that's one thing I've and many other people have been critical about for the Cowboys this year is the run game has been not very good. I don't know if it's the injury Tony Pollard sustained last year, but he had, he's definitely not that number one running back three down guy. It's uh we're definitely been missing Zeke, especially in those short yardage situations though. Doddle, we're getting him more involved, getting Dak more involved. I think they, they showed really good QB sneaks earlier in the game. There was a couple times down at the goal line They granted they did convert for the touchdowns, but it was, you're watching him throw the ball on the one-yard line. You're kind of like, ah, why not just sneak it in there at Dak? He's been great so far. But either way, got the job done. And there seems like they're figuring out their run game a bit because that has been the, the weak point for the offense. To dive a little deeper with the Cowboys, how just Dak Prescott is having an MVP-type year. I think the obviously the Vegas odds reflect that. Brock Purdy had another great game this uh this weekend so he's going to be up there as well this probably hurts Jalen I'll probably drop him off and 
you know, they are still, if they went out and they have a pretty easy schedule to go, the toughest matchup will be the Seahawks, who depends, I guess, who the quarterback is, how tough it will be. But he will need, they can still, they'll win out. And I'm, because of how that's a tiebreaker is your conference record, and the Eagles would have a better conference record. So they would get the number one seed. Well, at least they win the division, which would really get the Cowboys again to the fifth seed where they'll play one of the sorry teams from the NFC South. Maybe the Bucks again. They can knock Baker out once again. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> kind of a ridiculous situation. Uh, I've been impressed with the Cowboys ever since. You know, when they came, in this, came into the year, the narrative was that Dak Prescott needed to be, I guess, Things need to be dumbed down in a sense for Dak Prescott. For some reason, I know he had the most interceptions last year by playing five less games than everyone else, which is bad, obviously. But there became that narrative that he's a turnover machine who, for some reason, they can't read the defense, can't make adjustments. This kind of just came out of nowhere, especially after they got uh, Kellen Moore left to go to San Diego or Los Angeles. But, you know, they started the the whole thing was they wanted to be a run-first team, which, great concept. Everyone would love to be a run-first team, but they don't really have the personnel to do that, unfortunately. So the offense struggled. But we played a somewhat weak schedule in the first couple weeks, and our defense was able to basically single-handedly beat teams, which was great. But then ran to the 49ers trying to run this run-first offense and – having Dak throw three-yard passes, make it easy on him, and got absolutely demolished by the 49ers, who, hands down, are the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, I will say, even after that, the, the following week, they played the La, L.A. Chargers, and that was even kind of a rough game for the offense. But they did pull out the win. Nice little supposed grudge match with Kellen Moore there as the offensive coordinator. The Cowboys won 2017. And when they went to that bye week, that's when they, coming out of that bye week, that's when the offense really kicked it up a notch. And that's when I feel like the, they made a decision to be a more Dak-led offense as opposed to uh, just uh, try to run the ball a bunch, give Dak e- easy looks and stuff. But now it's more, hey, you know, like they were saying up in Seattle this year, you know, let Dak cook. And he's been out there just cooking defenses and just, Grand, you can say, you know, they did lose to Philly the first time, but Dak did have a great game against them. He had a couple of mishaps here and there, and the, really the story coming out of that that first matchup was the miscues by Dallas. It wasn't so much that the Eagles won. It was just the miscues. But Dak, you know, they, they have played, you know, you'd say lesser competition, but they have played defenses that were better than the Eagles, and they've been just lighting teams up. 40 points, 30 points, again and again. And they're letting Dak, uh, Dak just be the star quarterback that, you know, he's been his entire career, really. I mean, besides last year where he got hurt week one, stumb, where he had to go out and Cooper Rush came in and went 4-1. and one. You know, Dak played the entire year with, you know, compromised thumb on his throwing hand. He's never made an excuse for that, but, I mean, I will, I'll make it for him that, hey, that probably affected his – throws throughout the year but I mean hey just let Dak be the leader that he is 
be the player that he is, you're getting some good results. And we still got a couple of tough matchups here in the coming weeks. We got the Bills, the Dolphins, and I believe also we got Washington one more time. And then we got the Lions, who are kind of trending down, I think, by the by end of the season. Maybe the Lions will be kind of held in less regard. They're definitely, oh, they, they should win their division because they got a, should have a good enough lead. But unless they completely implode on themselves and the... Uh, Jordan Jordan Love led Packers are streaking a little bit here. And for the for the Eagles, you know, they're a really good team. You know, you, yeah, they've lost two straight, but they're also ten and three, still tied for the best uh, record in the NFL. They're really good. Can't can't put it any other way. But tonight, you know, their offense didn't score any points. The only points came from a. Dak Prescott fumble that Jalen Carter returned for touchdown. Uh, the Eagles, though, I mean, I can – the way they're playing, you know, I mean, some people are probably going to say, you know, they had just kind of a gauntlet they just ran. And the Cowboys were the were the end, the last piece of it. So they'll get some rest. Just people will probably say, you know, the Eagles were a little tired at the end of all this big run. But, you know, again, if they're going to be a considered a Super Bowl contender, the excuse of, oh, they're tired – is not really a good one. If you're going to be that number one team in the NFL, the number one contender for Super Bowl, you just can't be tired because you played a tough opponent last week because that's the playoffs. You play a tough opponent every week, supposedly. Uh, let's see what else we got here. That about wraps it up for the night. I'll be interested to see what uh, people will start saying on Monday morning about the Eagles-Cowboys and how they – I wonder if they'll downplay the win a bit, which I'm sure they will because there were definitely some uh, people really, really proud of their Eagles pick this week. So we'll see what they have to say. I'm sure, you know, they'll talk about the turnovers. Like, oh, yes, this and that. But at the same time, we covered that earlier. You know, good teams take care of the ball. You know, and some teams get lucky with, you know, the bounce of a fumble. It happens. I will say, though, when I was a uh, – the past two weeks, there's been times as a, as a lifelong Cowboys fan, when you're watching these games, these close games, really not even that close, but last week was close. There's moments in the game where you're kind of like, uh-oh, it's happening. We're blowing it. Last week against the – Seahawks, it was the, on the Cowboys' last drive, like a minute 40 left. It was a third and goal. Instead of running the ball from the three-yard line, they tried a little uh, back shoulder throw in the corner of the end zone. They didn't, that basically didn't really have a, a prayer going anywhere. And then, you know, fourth down, kick the field goal to go up by six. You know, minute 30 or so left, giving the ball back to Geno Smith and the Seahawks, who have already put up 35 points. It's one of those moments where you're thinking, oh, no, this is what's going to happen. They're going to go down. Somehow they're going to score. And the Cowboys are going to lose by one. That's just kind of the, the trauma of being a Cowboys fan sometimes. You see that you see it happening. Fortunately, it didn't happen. Cowboys held on and won. Tonight, you know, they're up, what was it, 17 or 17 at this point. And that uh, Dak Prescott got stripped and Jalen Carter picked it up and scooped it and scored. And it was like, oh, man, 
you know, it's still a two-possession game, but it's like, okay, 10 minutes left in the third quarter. You know, we shut the, shut the Eagles' offense down twice, but then they got this defensive touchdown. You're kind of wondering, oh, man, what's uh, what's going on? But, you know, the Cowboys kept it going. And how about their kicker? I have him on fantasy football, and I think he got me 20 points tonight, keeping my week alive. I got one more play tomorrow night. We'll see how that goes. But, man, this a 60-yarder, 59-yarder, 40-yarder, 45-yarder. It's like, man, that's – it really changes the game up when you have a guy who can kick from 60 yards and just drill it. Absolutely nailed it. I wonder if they'll try pushing it back to 65 one of these times with the how unfair that would be for a team. You know, talk about – the tush push being unfair, having a kicker who can kick from 65 yards consistently would be incredible. Uh, moving forward, we'll see what happens the rest of the week. I'll catch you guys next time. After this Sunday football, there's definitely going to be some, some highlights for people to talk about for sure. Obviously, the Cowboys-Eagles game is a big one. That shakes things up a bit. Makes the 49ers have a good shot at number one seed. Eagles number one seed. Cowboys number one seed. That's all up in the air right now. Uh, another one that's going to definitely make the rounds is from Kansas City and Buffalo. How they got that. Kansas City had that offsides call at the end there, which, you know, like, before speaking about that, the play was amazing. The pass to Travis Kelsey, then he laterals it pretty much halfway across the field, the Tony, and he brings it in for the what would be the go-ahead touchdown. You know, there's time left for Josh Allen to do stuff, but, I mean, that gives him a shot. But, unfortunately, Tony was lined up slightly. Well, I wouldn't say slightly. He was offsides. I mean, you look at the image. It's still picturing he's clearly lined up past the, the ball. You know, then fourth down comes, and, you know, I'll say Von Miller was pretty much lined up in the neutral zone, and maybe no flag. When they Patrick Mahomes, then he throws the ball kind of, I don't know if it was kind of, probably some kind of miscue. I didn't know people weren't understanding where it's supposed to be and just falls to the ground. So they end up losing, and Patrick Mahomes, you know, is – very uncharacteristic of him, just loses it and is just screaming at the refs, being restrained. It's one of those things. And then even the press conference afterwards, he's, you know, scolding the refs, which is so uncharacteristic, which, you know, it's got to think it's got to be a bunch of things compounded on each other. You know, it's been a, a tough year for the Kansas City Chiefs, Petra Mahomes, even though they are 8-5. and five, I think, yeah, they're pretty good in their division. They're Obviously, first in their division, Broncos are trying their best to catch them. But, I mean, the Chiefs are in control. They're not going to probably be a number one seed this year for the first time in a couple of years. But you, know, you can definitely see the frustration, and rightfully so. I mean, if I, if I was him, I'd be frustrated. But hearing um, the Sunday night crew, because obviously they looked at this at halftime. They talked to all the referees and stuff, and they made the point that last year – this offensive offsides type call they made. It's been it was called a total of two times last year. But this year it's been called eleven times, which so they are making it a point to crack down on this. You know, and 
Mahomes was talking about how usually before, you know, people were given a heads up like, hey, you're off sides by the refs, which when you kind of think about it, that's kind of crazy. It's like, hey, don't be off sides. That's kind of a simple thing. I mean, especially when you can just look to your left or right, depending on where the ball is and see, oh, I'm way up here. So it's, it's one of those things where the simple answer is just don't be offsides. You know, it is kind of a bummer that that awesome play with Kelsey and Tony goes away. Like it never happened because it was so amazing to see. But hey, you know, just like the new uh, commercial on FS1, you know, got to stay in bounds. Hey, got to stay on sides. So let's, let's see uh, how, how much milk the media can get out of this this week. Uh, another one, you know, is just a god awful game between the Raiders and the Vikings. Man, I'm glad I sold my tickets for that. That was nice to get something out of that. But man, 3 0, that's tough. That's a tough watch. Bless everyone's heart who was there in attendance and everyone who tuned in who doesn't have a Sunday NFL package and got stuck with that game. Uh, the, the Browns, you know, they pulled it off again. Browns pulled it off. They're right there. Ravens. I, I really I really thought the Rams were going to do it. I look going into the week, I was like, oh, there's about six and a half point underdog. I thought they were better. They had a better shot. Like, then they only lost by six. But, man, that was a close game. That was a good game. We'll see what's going on next week. What else do we got coming up this week? Uh, I'll talk later about a thing I'm really excited about or was excited about was the NBA in-season tournament. That was awesome. I'll probably I'll definitely do an episode soon because LeBron and the Lakers, first team ever to win it. LeBron, first ever in NBA in-season tournament MVP. You know, and just a little sneak peek. Everyone's already saying, you know, the obvious thing is because they won. It's like, oh, it's a meaningless award. Yeah, of course. But if they lost, though, it would have been, oh, another finals loss for the King. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, I don't think this thing, this award for him will mean anything for at least another 10 years. Because hopefully they keep this in-season tournament thing around. So, but yeah, he'll definitely, it'll definitely mean more down the road because I'm sure they'll keep this tournament thing alive. All right. And that's it for me tonight, guys. Take care.